Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Girlfriend Network, where women stay connected with your host, Nicole and Karishma, right here on the Love Zone USA. Welcome and happy Monday, listeners. You are listening to the Girlfriend Network right here on the Love Zone USA. It is me, Karishma, and today we have a very exciting show. We are talking about what does divorce look like in 2018, and really, in the past few years, how, what does divorce look like? How does it work? We are going to have a special guest on, Amanda Singer. She is a mediator, and she's going to give us kind of really all the low-down info that you need to know, you know, after you get married and premarital counseling, and if you are going through a divorce, kind of what to expect, and really just all the information that we need. So really excited about that show. I mean, um, if anyone has been keeping up, 2018 has been filled with, I think, the most glamorous weddings, I would say. A lot of celebrity weddings have happened um, this year. I mean, starting off with, of course, Royal Wedding, um, Meghan Markle, who is now pregnant. Congratulations. Cannot wait to see what that little prince or princess is going to look like. Adorable. Um, They are actually one of my favorite couples. I absolutely love Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. they're they're my favorite. Sorry, William and Kate, but um, we had that. Then we there was um, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, and um, I got I got to be really proud. Okay, there has been some really bomb ass Bollywood weddings, and y'all y'all may have seen it in the news because everyone keeps track of what Queen Bee has been doing. Um, Queen Bee was in India, and say in India was like everyone going wild because they were like, what is going on? Is she here for a show? Um, one of the, actually the richest family in India, the Ambani's, their daughter got married. Now they are worth like $46 billion, I believe. Um, and they had a really super extravagant wedding. Um, they're in her engagement, the daughter's engagement. Um, actually was like a three-day extravaganza going on in Italy, and John Legend was there. And they had Beyonce come and perform at one of the events. So really, not trying to put a damper on saying that any of these couples are going to get divorced, nothing like that. Super excited. I love weddings, love marriage, just like we talked about in the show last week. But it's really crazy how we've seen these really intense, glamorous, weddings happen, but there are a lot of things that probably went on behind the scenes that we don't know about, especially in high-profile weddings like prenups and things like that. And also just in day-to-day, we see how high the divorce rate is um, in today's day and age, um, which is really, really sad. But, um, you know, we're going to talk about all the things that go along with it, how to maybe you know, avoid it or deal with the situation so that way you can leave peacefully because ultimately, you know, sometimes things don't work out, but we still want to be peaceful about it. We still want to be able to be grateful and not really hold any resentment in these kind of situations that can be very delicate, especially if there are children um, involved and, you know, finances, hello. Um, So I'm really, really excited to talk about this. So listeners, make sure that you call us in if you have any questions, if this might be something you're going through, a friend. I mean, I know I'm going to be taking this down to like let any girlfriends that I know, like, hey, this is what's up, or anyone that is engaged, about to get married. I mean, there's a lot of great questions that can be answered today. So make sure to call in at 347-539-5729. You can follow us on Instagram, which is the underscore girlfriend underscore network the name of our show of course and also you're probably wondering Krishma where is the lovely Nikone how come it's just you blabbing away today um Nikone is actually listening and I know she's just 
loving my voice right now and probably a little jealous because Nicole lost her voice. So I am speaking for the both of us right now. And Nicole, we um, hope you get better and we cannot wait to have you back on because, you know, I just can't keep talking to myself like this. And, <laughs> but yes, um, Listeners, really excited. We're going to talk about what divorce looks like in 2018. We're going to be back with Amanda Singer, and um, we all love uh, a special guest we've been having on recently, Mr. Casey. Um, He'll probably be giving us the male perspective in a little while. And if you want to join in, um, give us a call. Just let us know your thoughts on it, Um, what you think about marriage, about divorce, about everything, 347-539-5729. We're going to go into our first song by Beyonce, of course, Woman of the Hour. Also, side note, like having Beyonce at your wedding, I mean, really, she stole the show. She's amazing. I love her. Okay, Love on Top by Beyonce, and we'll be right back right here on the Girlfriend Network. Shut, shut. My big fans, boogie got all them girls shut, shut. My big fans. 
I'll be popping rubber bands. Bruno Sang, tell me while I do my money dance. Like, Charlie Wilson, and you're listening to The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network, right here on The Love Zone USA. Um, You know, just listening to Cardi B, she recently just split up with Offset and um, said that, you know, they don't really get along. They weren't getting along. They fell out of love, but they are connected in a lot of ways. Obviously, they still have their child, and they are business partners, I believe, and just really connected in. Um, so it, it's kind of sad because that marriage didn't last very long, and, you know, they had a big engagement, and it was kind of a great time in her career, and everything was working out. So, you know, in a time when you're really in love, it's hard to predict, you know, oh, hey, this may not work out. Um, but in an industry, especially like the entertainment industry, where marriages don't last as long, that's something you kind of have to think about. But we're going to get into all the questions about everything that kind of goes into mediation and divorce. Um, we have the lovely Amanda Singer online. Amanda, how are you this evening? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, we were talking about how there's just been a, a lot of really big high-profile weddings and marriages this year or, you know, engagements and that kind of thing. But before we get into everything, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and where they could find you on social media, um, you know, especially if they wanted to get in touch with you after the show? Yeah, certainly. Um, so I am a family law mediator. Um, I'm a licensed uh, attorney, but I don't do any litigation. I don't go to court. So I work with couples who want to stay out of court. So most of it is divorce, um, where couples, you know, decide that instead of fighting things out in court, they want to work together. And so I work with both of them. Um, as a mediator, I'm a neutral third party. So I work with them to work through all the issues of their divorce, whether they have kids, financial issues, support, 
all of that um, that goes on. I'm located in San Diego, California. Our business is San Diego Family Mediation Center. Uh, we're online at sdfmc.com, and we've got a Facebook page as well um, and uh, Twitter, and they're all uh, SDFMC. So we'd love to connect with anyone who has any questions afterwards. Wonderful. Now, okay, we're going to kind of go through the process um, of divorce and the things that kind of come along with it. So when when couples get together and, you know, they are madly in love and everything is kind of beautiful, skies are look blue, everything is just great, um, you know, walking on sunshine, and then they decide, okay, we want to get married, we want to be together, um, you know, a lot, and this has happened with a lot of people that I know as well, where, you know, the, the prenup, especially in this day and age, um, the prenup conversation comes into, into play. And a lot of uh, my friends mm-hmm. have actually gone to premarital counseling and things like that. So what is your advice for those who are kind of recently engaged? What is the first step to just kind of make sure, I guess, you know, is it a taboo because they think that going into those things, they're saying that their marriage is going to fail? So I think that that's the issue is that a lot of people think that, right? They Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about prenups. They don't want to do that because to them it's like, well, why am I thinking about divorce when we're just now getting married, right? But I think Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that more people need to think about that. And I work with a a lot of couples as well who do to do premarital mediation and prenuptial agreements because I think it's important. And, you know, I I always say to anyone I'm working with, you, you know, nobody gets married expecting to get divorce. However, the divorce mm-hmm. rate is still like 50%. And so yeah. it's, yeah. And so it's just thinking about, you know, if God forbid things were to happen mm-hmm. where you got divorced, what would that look like? And, you know, are there assets or debts that you want to keep separate while you're married? I think just too many people don't even think about it because they're too excited about planning a wedding and getting married. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they take the time to think about some of those issues, it could cause a lot less conflict down the road. Okay, this is a question I had about prenups because, you know, I've heard some people being like, oh, you know, we're going to think about prenups. And I always thought, like, aren't prenups really only for celebrities or, like, <laughs> multimillionaires? Are prenups really for everyone? Yeah, I think prenups can be for anyone. Um, now, they're, some of them are going to be more complex than others. Um, but the idea being that, you know, first off, people are getting married older, I think. Like, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but a lot of my friends, um, you know, may not have been gar- getting married as young as they did before. And so a lot of people are coming into marriages with more assets than they may have before or more debts, whether that's student loans mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you when you have a lot of situations where both spouses are working, people are going to be acquiring assets. Now, every state's different. So I'm in California. We're a community property state. Not all states are that way. Um, but mm-hmm. especially out here and states that are community property, anything you acquire while you're married can be split 50-50. And it doesn't matter who earned it or who acquired it. And so being able to have those conversations before you get married, even if you don't have a lot of assets at that time, can still be important. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like understanding that, you know, if you're with someone and you're both, you know, ambitious and you're coming in with, you know, something, coming in with some assets, coming in with a decent amount of money and things like that, and you both are kind of growing in your respective careers, all that would also go into play, and those are things you kind of have to think about. But don't you see, like, mm-hmm. I feel like especially, you know, as someone who, you know, had the whole student debt, being one of those millennials, um, I get, I mean, sometimes, like, even with myself, it's kind of, like, scary to think about your finances and then to be super vulnerable and then talk to somebody else when you're getting married because you kind of have to discuss all those aspects, right? Because they're not, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, when people would say, like, oh, you don't marry the person, you marry their family. But it's kind of the same thing <laughs> with your finances. You're not just marrying that yeah. person. Yeah. You're getting all their finance, finances, too, because that would affect your credit score and, like, when you want to buy a house together and all those things. So mm-hmm. you, you work with financial planning um, with couples as well, right, before they get married? Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, you know, people don't talk about their finances as much as they should before getting married. And, you know, so my boyfriend's a financial planner, actually. And so, you know, we talked about it a lot. We talked about it when we first started dating. We've been together for a while. But 
I think people don't. They don't always want to talk about, like you said, you know, how much debt they have. They don't want to, the people don't talk about how much they make. And it just, it surprises me how many people get married and don't know all of that about their spouse. And you should. That's one of the things you should talk about before getting married. Whether you're having a prenup or not, should just be the conversation around, you know, kind of premarital financial planning. No, definitely. And, the, and I think that how, how would you kind of like, or as you've seen with working with um, different couples, like how does someone bring up the prenup? Because what if like the other person gets offended or thinks that like, okay, you know what? No, you're saying that we're going to end or you think that I'm after your money mm-hmm. or why is there something that you feel that way? Like how, what is the best way like in your experience to go about getting a prenup? And when do you think that there might be people that should seriously think about it? So I think the the best way to bring up that conversation is certainly kind of as early as you can, right? I mean, I had a friend Mm -hmm. who there, you know, if they brought it up and it was like a month before the wedding, that's not when you want to do that. You know, you really want to do it as as far in advance as possible. And in some states, there are certain time things that are requirements. So that's important to think about too. But I think that, you know, what's important is bringing it up in kind of a safe space and, you know, having a conversation more about the communication before you get married and less of a, you know, I want a prenup. And, you know, what, what I don't like seeing is that when somebody goes to an attorney and they hire that attorney to draft a prenup and they haven't talked about it with their, their fiance, then it's, it's just more of a shock and it's a surprise. And that's when people may go on the defensive. Whereas when I work with couples and we do it in mediation, both of them are going to sit down together so they can have that conversation. And I think that I've had situations where one spouse is not really on board with it and was really unsure about it. But I think if they are a part of the process and they can realize why it's important and why it's important for both of them, not just the Mm -hmm. one person who's asking for the prenup, then it allows them to have those conversations and to make sure that it's what they both want. So, you know, to be involved together from the beginning. No, definitely. I, I agree with you there because I feel like, you know, kind of what I see is like a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, one person in the partnership, you know, is wealthy and wants a prenup to protect themselves. And the other person just feels like they might be getting the rotten deal or, oh, you know, you just want to keep everything to yourself. And if something were to happen, then I'm not going to get anything or I'm going to be, you know, screwed over. And mm-hmm. most of this is coming for like how it's also portrayed in entertainment and in movies and TV shows, right? Where typically yeah. you'll have like some rich man and then the woman will marry him and she'll be living this luxurious life with them when they want to get divorced. Like she won't get anything. And then she'll mm-hmm. start all over. And, and this is kind of, what a lot of people are kind of getting their information on because a lot of people don't really go about and like research things about prenups. They're just seeing things from different places and thinking like, Oh, okay, that's what it is. And it's kind of scary because if you had to be in that position where you think that, okay, maybe my partner isn't looking out for me or they're just trying to protect themselves, it would get a little tricky. So I, I like what you said where they should be involved in the process. Um, especially in this day and age, to also kind of know what what to expect and what they're getting into. But, like, are there cases where really the prenup will only protect one person? Is that why it's important to be involved in it, to make sure that you're also protected from it? Yeah, I mean, it certainly can be situations. I mean, certainly if one person is coming into the marriage with everything and the other person doesn't have anything, you know, being Mm -hmm. aware that, you know, are you saying that that person gets to keep everything even while you're married? Well, what would happen if you got divorced? So I think that the way that you make sure it protects both parties is, you know, for the, let's say you've got the one who does have the assets and maybe is the higher earner and things like that. It's, you know, potentially protecting things they brought into the marriage. But for the other spouse, it's also protecting, well, what does happen if you get divorced? And you don't want to be left with nothing, you know, because if you do acquire things while you're married, they sh- you know, how are you going to share that? And then making sure, you know, to talk about things like spousal support or alimony, which is, you know, different in every state, but to make sure that, you know, you talk, you don't go and you don't waive alimony and then, you know, stop working and then mm-hmm. you get divorced and you don't have that. So I think that it really does protect both spouses. It's just in different ways. And I think that people mm-hmm. don't always realize that um, because like exactly what you said, kind of, they have a bad rap and, you know, people aren't thinking about 
wanting to protect what might happen down the road. They want to think about, Mm -hmm. you know, starting a life together. And, you know, this should be part of it, though, part of the conversation. Right. And and for prenups, like, this is just also, like, a quick – because I'm just so curious about it. Is there – is there any room for like change in it or anything that says like, you know, after a couple of years you could revisit it um, just because, you know, circumstances might change, mm-hmm. right? You might be going into marriage with nothing and then coming out with a lot of, you know, you maybe had like a hike, a good investment or a hike in your career and things like that. And, you know, life changes or it could, or it could be the opposite way. So is there room for it to, to be amended or are they pretty much mm-hmm. kind of ironclad? Yeah, no, they can certainly um, be amended. And that's actually something that we talk about when we put the prenup together is, you know, do you want to revisit this at specific times, right? Like, do you want to say every five years or every 10 years or, you know, something like that, we're going to revisit it and see if anything needs to be changed. Um, There's also provisions that could be part of a prenup where the longer you're married, things change, right? So, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were married for two years and you guys got divorced, well, you wouldn't, you know, maybe how you guys would divide assets would be different than if you'd been married for 20 years and then you got divorced. Um, And I think that people like that sometimes because there's the concern of, you know, oh, gosh, are we going to be married for such a short amount of time and I'm going to have to give you half of everything, so, right. you know, it, it, you know, we can build that in, but it can also be amended. It just, it always has to be done in writing, um, but it certainly mm-hmm. can be after they're married. Okay. Wow. And, um, okay. One more question before we go into our next song, because we're kind of going to, when we come back from our break, we're going to go into the next stage. Um, so this is kind of everything pre, but also do mm-hmm. you, in, in your experience and just how you've seen, like, how do prenups kind of affect the relationship as they're talking because it's like you are preparing for something that hopefully you'll never have to use right um it's it's kind of like you're going to the doctor getting your checkup hoping that there's nothing bad to say and you're preparing for something so how have you seen with couples does talking about a prenup affect them tend to affect them in a negative or positive way or just does it vary on the person Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends. I think that it certainly can um, affect them positively because they're having the conversations, right? They're communicating about Mm -hmm. the things before they get married, and they're building a stronger foundation. Um, There has been some research, and I I, I think I would kind of agree with the fact that people who actually get a prenup are are less likely to get divorced because they're starting out having those conversations and putting them in a, putting them in place. I mean, I always, one of the things I always kind of use a uh, analogy to is, you know, you don't buy insurance for your house because you want it to burn down, right? You buy it because you right. never want it to, but you don't know it might happen. And so mm-hmm. kind of a prenup looking at it in the same way is that we do it, we put it away and you hopefully never have to use it. But if things happen where you do get divorced, you've done. Now I think where it can affect people negatively is if they're not doing it together, right? The whole one mm-hmm. person goes, they hire this attorney and really they are trying to not give the person, the other person anything. But most of the couples I work with are wanting to communicate and wanting to just figure out how they're going to handle things while they're married. And that I think only can strengthen their relationship. I love that. Yeah. I think that ultimately it always comes down to communication being key. And honestly, like Mm -hmm. you said, like, you know, with the divorce rate of 50%, sometimes you just need to prepare for things that you hopefully will not have to deal with. But if you do, at least you can do it amicably and be like happy and not resentful or angry. And I think that's, the most important but we're going to go into song we'll be right back with amanda singer on the love zone usa we're going to go into the boy is mine by brandy and monica
trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over town. That digs on me. Uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. She need a bomb, met her at a beauty salon. With a baby knew it's for time. Under her underarm, she said, I can tell you rock. I can tell by your charm. Five girls, you got a flock. I can tell by your charm and your arm. But I'm looking for the one. Have you seen her? My psychic told me she have a sex arena. Trina, Gina, for Lopez, four kids. And I gotta take all they bad showbiz. Okay, get your kids. But then they got their friends. I put up in the bins. They all got a pen. We all went to den. And then I had to pay. If you still with this girl, then you better be paid. You know why? Take too much to touch her. From what I heard, she got a baby, my buster. My best friend said she used to f with Usher. I don't care what none of y'all say, I still love her. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Uh, now I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Uh, get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. Know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. His baby mama car crib is bigger than his. You would see him on TV any given Sunday. Win a Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. She was supposed to buy your shorty Tyco with your money. She went to the job that got Lyco with your money. She walk around looking like Michael with your money. Should've got that insured Geico for your money. Money. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want freedom. We want freedom. Yeah. It's something that you need to have. Cause when she leave your gonna leave with half 18 years 18 years and on her 18th birthday found out it wasn't his now i ain't saying she a gold digger uh, but she ain't messing with no broke broke uh, now i ain't saying she a gold digger uh, but she ain't messing with no broke broke uh, get down girl gonna head get down uh, get down girl gonna head get down get down girl gonna head get down When I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network right here on the Love Zone USA. We are talking about what divorce looks like in 2018. Um, Listeners, make sure if you have any questions to give us a call at 347-539-539. 5729. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore girlfriend underscore network. Um, DM us. Let us know all your questions. We are here with the wonderful Amanda Singer. Um, Amanda, welcome back to the show. Perfect. And now, you know, um, we also have a special caller of ours on the line. Casey, are you there? Hi, yes, I am. Welcome back to the... Yes, Karishma, welcome back to the Girlfriend Network. how are you? Thank you I'm for having good. me. Thank you for being on. Um, you know, we're just we've been discussing what divorce looks like in 2018, and um, we have the lovely Amanda online, and so we've just been discussing it, and we've been doing most of the kind of prenup, pre-marriage kind of preparation. Um, now I kind of want to go and get into the the kind of nitty gritty, basically. Um, now, Amanda, you have kind of had like a background because you grew up, um, your mom was a therapist, so you kind of have been exposed to that. So you know how important therapy is, um, you know, in this kind of line of work and the things, the emotional feelings that everyone is going through, the emotions, like, you know, the trauma that can come from being part of divorce. So how do you use that while like being a mediator and how do you use that in your everyday kind of work? 
Yeah, so I think the thing with mediation is it's, it, it's a combination in the sense of the legal side of things, the emotional, mm-hmm. um, financial. And so, you know, I said my mom was a, this was a therapist, still is actually, and I had thought about mm-hmm. becoming a therapist at one point. And I think that when I found and was interested in mediation, it combined kind of all those things I just listed. And, you know, whereas, you know, divorce and anything having to do with family and relationships is always going to have emotions involved with it, the courts don't deal with that. And really, divorce attorneys aren't even really prepared to deal with that. And so with mediation, it's more about, you know, we really do, we allow the emotions to be a part of it, because we understand that it is, and, you know, are prepared to deal with that and, and helping with communication and conflicts and all of those different pieces that, you know, judges and attorneys just don't really know what to do with. Right. Amanda? Yeah. Amanda? Hi. Um, Casey here. Um, I mean, I would, you know, I would just like to um, ask you a couple of questions. It, you know, kind of like if you could like break it down in the in a summary format. And I, I, I would just like to say that, like, after reading your bio, your bio, like, I was like really impressed. And the thing that really stuck out with me the most um, was your interest in like media conflict resolution and negotiation. You know, with your mom being the therapist, I can understand that. Like, man, I can. I could probably like imagine the conversations that you and your, like you had with your mom coming up as a, you know, as a child, you know, um, you know, and being in the household with her line of profession with her dealing with so many people. But when I went through um, your bio, which was very impressive, the the one um, the thing that stuck out with me the most of everything that you deal with was the the conflict resolution and problem solving. And, and, and that's one of the things I, you know what, that I always pride myself on, you know, um, over the years is that um, if you can't identify, if you can't identify a problem, then you can never solve it. So it's, it, it comes down to identifying a problem and then be able to uh, come up with a conflict resolution. So if you didn't go over these topics, um, um, and I apologize that I got in the, into the call, like kind of like midway, um, but if, in a summary, if you can kind of like just kind of like give a breakdown analogy of, you know, like the things that kind of like lead up to a divorce, um, what are the reasons people tend not to divorce? What do a couple go through during divorce? What do some people do life after divorce? And, you know, and... Well, you know, I really had to speak about divorce rates, but, you know, kind of like on those four topics, because that seemed to be a commonality of what people go through, leading up to reasons not to go, reasons why people choose not to go through, what they, what people go through when going through it, and then what people do kind of like life after divorce. Yeah, certainly. Um, so I think that, you know, the main reason that we see that people get divorced um, is communication. And I think that um, that's the biggest thing because there's something that people don't communicate about, whether it has to do with finances, whether it has to do with, um, you know, the needs that they have in the marriage or anything. You know, a lot of times people think, um, don't people get divorced because, you know, someone has an affair or something, but that's not the reason. That's kind of a symptom. And, you know, the reason is, is because people aren't communicating about what their needs are or, you know, what they want. And it, you know, either goes too long without that or people don't know how to. Um, And so they end up going towards, you know, kind of getting divorced. And I think that, you know, you asked, you know, what are reasons that people might not get divorced? Um, You know, I see a lot that people try to stay together because um, when there's kids, and, mm-hmm. you know, saying, okay, well, we're going to wait until the kids are older or the kids are out of the house um, and they're to not get divorced. And I think that that, you know, isn't actually always the best idea because, you know, you may be, they may be fighting with their spouse or maybe doing that in front of the kids. And that's not right. any healthier for the kids. And, um, and question on that, when you're, when you're mediating yeah. and, and especially when children are involved, and like you said, sometimes, you know, people – and we're all human, so people think that, okay, maybe this is better because, you know, society has this thing of two-parent household and, you know, that kind of typical upbringing. 
but like you said, if they're fighting or like the kids can just tell that their parents are unhappy in that house, they're kind of growing up in a situation that's not really ideal. When you're dealing with mediation and children are involved, are are the children also kind of talked to throughout this process? Do the do the parents usually take into consideration what they want, especially if it's like divorce and then someone's moving and, you know, the kid has to stay in one parent's house because of school or, you know, whatever reason it may be, or someone is going to be leaving the city and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, as in, in mediation, we're always talking about what's going to be best for the kids. Um, I mm-hmm. don't usually involve the kids in the process and that's because kids should be kids and they shouldn't be a right. part of the divorce process. Um, mm-hmm. But we talk a lot with parents about, you know, what is it going to look like, what they need to do as co-parents, um, you know, making sure that they're not involving their kids, that they're letting their kids still be kids. How do they tell them about the divorce? Like we will do, we'll talk about all those things during the mediation um, to make sure that they have the information they need. I'll often make referrals to therapists, whether it's for mm-hmm. the kids, whether it's for the family as a whole, um, because I think that therapy goes hand in hand and is really important um, for people to, to be able to do that. In terms of, you know, what the kids want, I mean, it really depends on how old the kids are. You know, um, mm-hmm. when they're young, it's really, you know, the parents need to need to know that. As the, as the kids are older and you've got teenagers and maybe they're even driving, a lot of times it's going to be more flexible of a schedule on things because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, the kids are older and they do have kind of a say in it. Um, but it really depends. I mean, ultimately, you know, I'll say to parents a lot, like, you guys are the parents. No matter how old the kids are, you know, if you want them spending time with both parents, you have to, to do that and you have to tell them that. Um, and, you know, of course, taking into account things that they may have um, a say in, but they're still kids and, you know, they need their parents. Right. And in, in mediation, I can, I can imagine how difficult it must be, especially when it might be, you know, not a pleasant, you know, separation or, you know, one one party really wanted it and the other didn't. And, you know, they're trying to kind of win them back. So. How long can mediation go on for? So, I mean, it really, it depends. I've got some couples where we get things done really quickly and we get it filed and maybe I only work with them for a couple months. I've got other couples that I've worked with for two years and we might not be done. Um, So it really Mm -hmm. just depends on the complexity of the issues. You know, some people have more complex estates, more complex finances, children, things like that. Um, and other people don't. Um, but a lot of it also, you know, with mediation especially, um, it's a voluntary process, and a lot of that control is up to the client. So, you know, I'll always say to clients, if you guys want to get things done quickly and we meet a couple of times and we get things done, you know, quicker, we can do that. Other times people want to kind of take a break or maybe we put something, a parenting plan together, and they want to take some time to try it out and see if it works. Um, so it's always going to be different. I think that's what I love about what I do is that it's never a one size fits all model. It's always kind of different and mm-hmm. it's figuring out what's going to be best for them. And now also, um, 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 also, I mean, are there like different type of divorces? Like, um, you know, when you see the, you know, people use, uh, you know, you know, as far as like, just like with Karishma, um, which is speaking about as far as like, whether it could be, um, you know, well, not as far as like amicable, non-amicable, but when, when it's like fault or no fault, or you know, um, when you hear terms like that, are there like different types of divorces? Yeah, so um, every state's going to be a little bit different. I think at this point, most states are non are a no-fault divorce state. Like California is a no-fault divorce, and that just means that it doesn't matter who did what in the marriage. It doesn't matter whose fault it is or whose reason it is that they're getting divorced. That doesn't come into play. There are, however, still some states where um, fault divorce is on the book, still something that can come up. Um, But I think most states have kind of moved away from that, luckily. Okay. Yeah, and I, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where you really have to think about how divorce in today's day and age, and like you said, just because it happens um, so much. I mean, I, growing up, I, I mean, my parents got divorced um, really young, but I, my mom 
and my dad kind of came to terms on everything really quickly. So it was it was one of those things that moved really fast. And I was I was a, a preteen, so I I kind of knew what was going on. But you know, we we had like a there was one person I went to to kind of like do like a counseling session with, but overall mm-hmm. it went by really quickly. So, um, and, and they didn't have the prettiest divorce between them, but I wasn't really exposed to much of that. You know, later I was like, oh, okay, you know, after conversations with my mom, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what happened and that's what was going on. But they were really good about kind of just handling everything and me not having to really take that on as a burden. So I think that it's, it's just really that's good. great. That's good. Yeah, it's it's really great with the kind of work that you do because, you know, nowadays there's so many different things that are really affecting children and just people in general, like on the day-to-day, like it's it's a lot. And, um, you know, with things like this that can, you know, lead to trauma, you really want to have it be the best way possible for the parents, the whole family, and everyone to just be able to get through. And, I mean, I know I understand that that's always not the case. But, um, you know, I'm really I'm grateful for the work that you're doing and for just kind of being such a light um, in this day and age, which is amazing. But we're, we're going to go into our next Thank song, you. and we'll be right back. Um, we're going to go into Sorry by Beyonce. We'll be right back on The Girlfriend Network. Hey, this is Chris Jasper. You may remember me as part of the group The Icy Brothers. You may also remember me as part of the group Icy Jasper Icy. Well, speaking of love, 
Join me for a ride you won't want to miss on thelovezoneusa.com. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network right here on the Love Zone USA. We are talking about what divorce looks like um, in 2018, and we've kind of discussed everything from prenup to mediation through divorce and just really anything possible. But listeners, if you want to catch this show or send it to a friend, we are on the iHeartRadio app, and you can always find us on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I am back. It's me, Karishma, and I'm back with the wonderful Amanda and Casey on the line. Um, Amanda, I have I have a question um, that we were talking about. You know, we are talking about with prenups how you can go back in and, you know, change it. Um, if it was, you know, the couples decided after a couple of years they wanted to change it and have those circumstances. Does that happen often in mediation as well? Like, I know we talked about them kind of trying out a family plan. So, you know, the parent says, like, okay, you know, you can have the child on Friday through Sunday and I'll have them Monday through Thursday. Can they go back into mediation or is that something they just end up figuring out on their own um, after the initial phases? Yeah, so it, it depends. I have a lot of clients that come back to mediation after the fact because they want to modify something, and mainly with the kids. A lot of the – some of the property stuff is, is done. But, um, you know, even after they've been divorced, they'll come back because their schedule isn't working or something like that. Um, but other times they'll do it on their own. And, you know, I always say that the first step is kind of can you guys just talk about it and figure it out on your own? And some people can. For some people, that works. And for other people, they are never going to be able to have those kind of conversations on their own. And that's okay, too. So they'll come back in and we'll, you know, modify things, especially, you know, as kids get older. What works, you know, if you put together a parenting plan when your kids are three and five, it's not going to work when they're 10 and 12. So we're right. before then. So mm-hmm. it's definitely things that will will change over time. And anything with kids, at least here in California, is always modifiable. And I'm pretty sure that's around the country. Right, hey, because Amanda, it might I, be. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Casey. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You know what? I just wanted to add on to uh, um, uh, to Charisma's question because uh, Charisma she actually raised up a um, a particular question that I'm interested in knowing because uh, you, you know as a person in finance now with um with like a, as far as like with the with the with the prenuptial agreement that Charisma uh, brings up, do you find that like uh, like I could probably assume that it's probably very common, like in the elite or upper class um, uh, um, uh, people. But as far as like in the like upper or lower middle class or lower class, do you ever kind of find that scenario where prenuptial ex- uh, agreements exist? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit before, but I think that really it could be for anyone. Definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, do I want to? Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Casey. No, 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 no. I was going to say sorry. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Karishma. I continue. Oh, um, Casey. I, uh, I mean, I want to talk about your um, because we're. I can't believe the show is already coming close to an end. But before we go, I I want to talk about your um, you serve on a board of directors, and there is a um, you presented the conference, and I believe you're you're in charge of the the upcoming conference for um, the Academy of Professional Family Mediation? Yeah, so the Academy of Professional Family Mediators is a national organization for all family mediators. And um, I do, I sit on the board, I'm the vice president, and then um, we just had our national conference in October. It was here in San Diego. And then we'll have another one next year, um, which we're looking at uh, doing in Boston. But basically it's an opportunity for all family mediators to get together and, you know, hear speakers and education. Um, Because the the field of family mediation is growing, but there's certainly a lot of places Mm -hmm. around the country where you're not going to find a lot of them. And, you know, so as a, as a national organization, we're, you know, working on connecting family mediators, providing educational opportunities, there's webinars, the conference, and just the opportunity to connect with other family mediators and network and, you know, get questions answered if you need that. And how would, um, you know, the, if some of our listeners out there may be family mediators, how would they be able to find out more information about the conference and, um, you know, be able to kind of get access and go and things like that? 
Yeah, so um, if you're if they're not already a, a, a member, they can look for the Academy of Professional Family Mediators online. Um, the website is apfmnet.org, um, and there's information. There'll be information there about the conference, about becoming a member. Um, they can always reach out to me too, and I'd be happy to share more information with them. Wonderful. And Amanda, if you could just share your um, information again with listeners that um, just so they have it and that way they can get in touch with you if they need it, if they have any questions. Yeah. So um, our website is sdfmc.com. Um, there's a way to contact us through there. So I'll just leave that instead of doing my email, but there's a contact form on there. Um, that's our website. We're also on Facebook at San Diego Family Mediation Center and Twitter is at SDFMC as well. Thank you so much, um, Amanda, for being on the call today. I really appreciate it. And Casey, thank you so much for calling in and adding so much joy to our show. We love having you on here on the Girlfriend Network. Um, I want to thank you both for just being here, and I hope you all have wonderful weeks. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Charisma, I just want to thank you and Nicole for having me again. And and Amanda, I just, I, Amanda Singer, it was an honor, a pleasure of actually being on the phone with you. And I definitely look forward Thank to so some of your work and, and your information and advice. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. All right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Monday. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. And I know we discussed a lot of things about divorce, but we got to discuss the good, bad, the ugly, and everything that goes along with it. But also, congratulations to all the amazing couples that got engaged or married this year. Um, Blessings and blessings to you all. And, um, hey, if you have any questions, you know Amanda's a mediator and can reach out to her. And we are going to go into our last song, and I will be back next week. Me, Karishma, signing out on the Girlfriend Network right here on the Love Zone USA with Best Life by Cardi B and Chance the Rapper. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. I'm living my best Bye. life. Yeah, yeah. I'm living my best life. Made a couple M, you know. I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life Made a couple M's with my best friends Turned on my L's and the lessons You see the whip pulling up, it's like Dreams pulling up, I'm like I'm living my best life It's my birthday, at least that's what I'm dressed like I'm like Big Pop mixed with Tupac I'm like Machiavelli, Nisa, Little Caesar Pizza I be hot and ready, nigga, you a pussy and a rat like Tom and Jerry, nigga, you ain't ballin', you just talking, that's that commentary I was in the field, man, I slayed for this Had to talk to God, drop down and pray for this To my surprise, he replied, say you made for this I seen the car I wanted, then I went and paid for it Cash, cash, hit the take, yeah, hit the race, hit the dash, dash That's when they came for me on Twitter with the backlash Cardi B is so problematic, it's a hashtag I can't believe they wanna see me lose that they talking junk and they sing these hoes mad trash I'm giggling, can let the devil have the last laugh Ain't no more beefing, I'm just keeping to myself I'm my own competition, I'm competing with myself I told y'all, I'm living my best life I told y'all, I'm living my best life I made a couple L's with my best friends Turned on my L's in the legend You see the whip pulling up, it's like Drink pulling up, it's like Better be careful with these women when you trick and send and fly. She count money in her sleep and she don't never spend a night. But she trapping and she had to make it happen for her life. Don't be mad because she haven't shit, you had it your whole life. We had baggage on our flights. We had badges on our asses. You got passes in your life. You had gadgets on your bike. Got work magic, got work magic, got work magic in my life. And that guala like Ayala cause that baggage took my life. And y'all no good at them well, I don't want no champagne. But can we please get some more champagne? No Andre G like Von J, Reach like Ron James Pep talk from Yonsei Remember my hands had ash like Pompeii Now they hold cash won't peak like Dante I told y'all I'm living my best life I told y'all I'm living my best life I made a couple L's with my best friends Turned all my L's in the lessons You see the whip pulling up it's like Dream pulling up it's like
best life, I'm living my best life. 